0: Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health Podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please contact your trusted medical practitioner for medical advice. Let's go, girls. Welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health Podcast. I'm Shauna, and I'm here with Women's Health Nurse Practitioner Lindsay Van Shoik. And if you haven't checked out any of our other episodes yet, please feel free to go back and listen to those as there's a lot of helpful information in them. But today we are starting again with our fitness um, series, and we're going to be talking about exercising with your menstrual cycle today.
1: This is a topic that a lot of women ask about, I feel like. So last week we talked about just general exercise principles for overall health, longevity, doing some of that high-intensity work, zone two training, strength training, um, stuff like that. But today, we're really going to dig in to training during your menstrual cycle. So before we start, we need to talk about what a menstrual cycle is, because I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, I don't know what she's talking about, right? So (laughs) a normal menstrual cycle is 21 to 35 days. It varies each month you're probably not ever going to have a cycle every 28 days. Some people are lucky and have that, but most people it's like a few days off here and there. So a normal cycle, 21 to 35 days. It has three phases per se. So you have your follicular phase and that starts the day your period starts. So the day you start bleeding, your follicular phase starts and it lasts until you ovulate. So follicular phase is phase one, ovulation is phase two. It's one day. And then your luteal phase um, is the third, and it is from the day after you ovulate until your period starts. So we have three cycles. This is a cycle, a natural cycle. So if you're on birth control this doesn't apply to you because you're not having a natural cycle. You don't ovulate when you're on birth control. So when you're on birth control, you don't even have an actual menstrual cycle. You have a withdrawal bleed. And that confuses a lot of people, I think. So birth control shuts down your hormones and suppresses your ovaries from ovulating. So you you kind of it kind of mimics your menstrual cycle, but you don't have you don't ovulate, so you don't have those natural hormones, so you don't have a withdrawal bleed. So it's harder to to apply these principles when you're on birth control, especially. And when I'm talking about birth control, I'm talking about um, Depo, Nexplanon, the pill, the ring, the patch, the IUD. This doesn't pertain to. Um, when you get an IUD, there's two types there's copper and a progestin IUD. The progestin IUD, it might affect your menstrual cycle for the first six months or so, but after that, then you have those natural cycles again. It works for birth control by increasing your cervical mucus, and that's really re- what protects you from getting pregnant. So, in order to understand this topic, you need to understand what your menstrual cycle is, and you probably need to be tracking it somehow. And most women, don't track their cycles. Do you track your cycle?
0: Um, yes, I do track my cycle. Because you're not on birth control. The funny thing is. No, I'm not on birth control. And I tracked it so well, too, that actually when <laughs> I was done having kids, you know, after Brody and then like he's eight, I tracked it so religiously that the night that we ended up having intercourse, <laughs> I thought in my head afterwards, I was like, hmm. That probably might have not been a great idea, and then I looked in my app, and bam, it was ovulation day. And like you said, it's only one day, but ladies, the one day counts. And then came I have a three-year, almost three-year-old now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Na- so I do track. Yes, natural
1: family planning works really good, but you have to like stay on top of it. Um, yeah. Temperature, like I use my aura ring. I don't need birth control because my tubes are tied. Um, but I like to know what's going on with my cycle. And so I use my aura ring and it like I know the day I ovulate, my cycles are not spot on. Like sometimes they're 28 days, sometimes they're 30 days, sometimes they're 35 days. But let's be real, I live a really stressful life and I do exercise a lot, so it's pretty common for that to happen. So for me, I really like to use my aura ring because a lot of people don't know this, but your temperature changes a lot during your menstrual cycle. So the first part of your menstrual cycle, your temperature is lower than baseline. And then once after, after you ovulate, your temperature raises almost a degree higher than what it was before. And so you can really see that day you ovulated because the temperature goes from below baseline to above baseline. So that aura Ring is super awesome when doing that. And there's apps that you can sync it to um, that will predict ovulation and, and help tell you when to not have intercourse. Um, I don't need to know that because I don't need birth control. But I do like to know that for my menstrual cycle. So tip out there for you people that don't. Sean is going to end up pregnant again because she's not on birth control.
0: Listen, I'm not. He, I'm going to make the appointment. He's going to get the snip. Little snip, snip. Mm,
1: he's going to love you for that. I'll
0: be fine. He said he would. He'll be fine. Please. I gave birth to two like nine-pound babies almost. He'll be fine.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so back to your menstrual cycle <laughs> and how to yeah. train during your menstrual cycle. So your hormone fluctuations through the month can really affect your workouts in in many ways. Um, So instead of getting frustrated when you don't feel good during your workouts, you can really use your menstrual cycle to give your workouts an advantage. So day one of your menstrual cycle, your early follicular phase is honestly the time that you are more like a man. So you should be able to like hit it hard, but a lot of people have a lot of bad period side effects. So I know I had an ablation and my first couple of days of my period are so crampy that like trying to hit a hard workout is terrible. Some people have diarrhea. Some people have headaches. Some people have lots of different symptoms. And so hitting it hard those first few days of your period might not be for you. Do you struggle with any of that?
0: No, I don't. I'm actually really blessed in that. I don't have very many issues, like, with my period. But I just know sometimes even when you get your period, you just kind of feel more tired. You just feel lousy. You don't really want to do much. So I think that it's really helpful for women to hear about the training around their menstrual cycle because there's not a lot of information about it out there.
1: So really, on those first few days, you should probably just go on a gentle walk, do stretching, do some yoga, um, just really match your energy levels and your discomfort because it is normal to have those lower energies on the first day of your period and just to feel blah, especially if you're struggling with like cramps and stuff like that. So, as tempting as it is during that first day to just like hit your alarm and stay in bed, I really encourage you to get up and move and and go on a walk because exercise can really help alleviate your cramps. It can help improve energy, it can help balance your mood, it can help give you a really overall sense of well-being. And getting up and moving can really help maybe with your mood and your energy level and even that cramping. So, I'm not saying you have to go to the gym and hit it hard, but during those first few days, moving some would probably be would probably be good. Yeah. But after you get through those first three days, this is the time to hit it hard because our hormones are low. So in this time, you should be able to lift more weights. you should be able to tolerate more of that hit high intensity. You should be able to really push your body. During that early follicular phase. But throughout any of this, throughout anything, we tell you, you should always listen to your body. A lot of women get stuck in these oh my gosh, it's my early follicular phase. I should be training hard. Or oh my gosh, my watch says that my recovery is really good. I should be training hard. Like at the end of the day, always listen to your body. Your body is not going to steer you wrong. And so if you don't feel like hitting it hard just because you should be able to during your early follicular phase, maybe you're coming down with the flu. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're stressed out. Like, always listen to your body. Well,
0: maybe your vagina's bleeding and you just don't want to be crazy exercising. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Why isn't it like it should have been opposite? Because no, I think just because it's just not that great of an experience for a lot of people, they don't want to do exercising when... They're, like, bleeding, you know? Whoops. So, I you don't know. Oh, that's gross.
1: Yeah. it's gross, too. Yeah. <laughs> but do it, yeah. ladies. It's, it's good yeah. for you. During that early follicular phase, listen to your body. Go on gentle walks. You know, do whatever. But once that, once that bleeding stops, you should hit it hard because – This during that late follicular phase, when your period ends to ovulation, this is when you have some increased estrogen and testosterone, and it's a lot easier to build muscle. So you should feel best doing cardio and strength training during this time. Your energy should be up and you should really hit it hard to try to build muscle during this time. Like this is the time of your menstrual cycle where you don't have a lot of progesterone, which is catabolic. So muscle building, it's like time to hit it hard, lift heavy weights, build that muscle.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Which a lot of women don't do. You should be lifting weights, ladies. We're going to talk about that in another episode coming up. Stay Stay tuned. tuned. So we went through early follicular phase. You're just going to listen to your body, walk, all that type of stuff. Late follicular phase, you're going to hit it hard, strength training. Um, during this time, nutrition is kind of just like, listen to your body. Um, you're more like a man. So make sure you're hitting your protein, make sure you're hitting your carbs and fats and eating that healthy plate method that we talk about. But just, just listen to your body when it comes to, to eating. Um, when you ovulate, that's that one day event. Um, but ladies during ovulation, that one day you should feel so much energy because it's nature and the way God made us. He wants us to make a baby that day, right? Maybe that's what happened. I was so energetic. <laughs> yeah, you just went after it. He's so mad. <laughs> that that like that day, you should have a lot of energy. You should be able to like really hit it hard, really hit a high level of exertion. Probably it's the best day. You're going to feel the best working out during that day. After ovulation, some women feel, like, immediate shifts in their ability to exercise. Like, some women, after they ovulate, it just goes straight downhill for there. Um, for others, they don't really notice a difference until the week before they peri- their period. I know for me, I don't really notice that big of a difference until, like, a few days before my period starts as far as, like, struggling with my workouts and stuff like that. I know my period's going to start in about a week, and I'm starting to feel, like, Ugh, it's getting harder to hit the high intensities during my workouts yeah yeah
0: but it oh no are you uh, it's gonna start in a week now
1: yeah are you gonna have it when we're away no it should be almost over
0: okay that's good but
1: i had an ablation anyway so i don't believe that much it's just crampy you would just have to listen to me whine about cramps
0: that's fine <laughs> My sister does it every month, so it'll be fine. (laughs) I'm used to it.
1: So why does this happen? Why do you start feeling more trouble exercising during your luteal phase? Well, one, your body's retaining more water. Um, Your temperature is higher, so your body's having a lot more time with thermoregulation. So it's getting freaking hot and I think that's why I'm struggling is like I'm not used to working out in the heat but then my temperature is also higher so I'm like having to work harder to to bring my heart rate down and to cool off so staying hydrated is really important um wearing breathable clothing when you work out um using this time maybe to schedule in some more recovery and maybe using Pilates and yoga and stuff like that to listen to your body's needs. Um, so that late luteal phase, you're really going to want to work on like technique yogas, Pilates, more of that recovery. So as women, I mean, I just told you, you need to take it easy, probably while you're bleeding. And then the week before, so that gives us only like two weeks to really hit it hard. So we really have to hit it hard during those two weeks and build muscle and, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, this is where a lot of women start feeling hungry. Do you feel this? Do you get really hungry before your period starts?
0: I do. More so, sometimes more so than others. It's not every month, I'll say. Yeah. I don't. Some months more than others. Yeah.
1: For sure. So it's completely normal because your progesterone's rising, your temperature is rising. But during this time, your body is slightly less insulin sensitive, and your need for calories, especially carbohydrates, is much higher. So it's okay if you eat a little more when you're PMSing, specifically carbohydrates. Your temperature is higher. Your body's working harder. Your body needs more calories. So if that PMS is calling your name to eat more, I don't mean go rain the cookies. It's like eat some more good, healthy starches. It doesn't mean that you get to go eat whatever yep. you want. Don't get it twisted, ladies. Yeah. Um you probably should increase your calories by 5 to 10%. We don't like you tracking your calories. It's not what we say to do, but again, maybe having a little snack or a little bit of a serving of starches can really help you. You know, prior to that PMS. So, let's kind of break it down. Best exercises for your follicular phase. Again, your hormones are starting to increase. Um, you have that high level of estrogen and testosterone, so it's a great time for weight training, um, running, hit, cycling, weight training, um, body weight conditioning, all that type of stuff. We should be hitting it hard during follicular. During ovulation, we should be—that's that one day where we feel great. Um, so, should really hit it hard again. You can do that: hit training, cycling, running, weightlifting, swimming body weight conditioning, baby making, making if you're Shauna, whatever you want, whatever you want. (laughs) Um, During that luteal phase, after you've ovulated, we're starting to feel a little bit sluggish, especially right before our period. Um, Our progesterone's rising, our estrogen dips and comes back up. um, And then it all tapers off again before our period starts. So we have a ton of hormone fluctuations um, during that luteal phase. So some days we might have good energy. Some days we might feel tired. So this is where we really have to listen to our body. And at the beginning of that labial phase, you may want to continue doing your hit and running and strength training. But if you're finding that your endurance is dipping and that you don't feel like pushing your body that like you did when you were in that follicular phase or during ovulation, try doing more like low impact cardio, walking, hiking, swimming, yoga, Pilates. But the most important thing that you should take away from this episode is you always have to listen to your body and at any time of your cycle, match your energy levels to where your hormones are at. Right. I think people get caught up in like, Oh my gosh, it's during this and I need to do this and this and this. But at the end of the day, you always have to listen to your body.
0: Yeah. And I think too, we can say like, listen to your body. Cause we, are good at that just because we practice it. But some women, I don't feel like they even know what that means, right? Like they're just on autopilot of feeling yucky or they're not even in tune with their bodies. Yeah. So I th- that's something that we really try to teach inside of the program that I think is super beneficial because if you can't understand what your body's feeling and know how to treat your body and do what's right for it at certain times, then
1: that is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So We just talked a lot about how your period can affect exercise, but I think it's important to talk about how exercise can affect your period too. I have to have this conversation a lot with patients in my office because your food and nutrition affects your cycle a ton, like so much. So exercise can affect your menstrual cycle, normal, regular exercise helps your hormones. It impacts your hormones in a super positive way. Healthy levels of cardio, resistance training, it does wonders for our health, our menstrual cycle. It can help with PMS, painful periods, all that type of stuff. But sometimes people excessively work out, um, run. I know this happened to me when I was training for marathons. I was running way too much and under eating and I would skip my cycles. Yeah. That's not good. It is so bad for your bones. Um, Missing your menstrual cycle due to overtraining, under eating is so bad for your hormones. It's so bad for your bones. So you need to, if that's happening to you, I'm not saying you have to train less, but you need to up your calorie intake to match your energy needs. That's your body's way of shutting down. It's like, hey, you're not feeding me enough. So I'm going to shut down this process because I need to perform life-sustaining prop. Like, I need to worry about your heart rate and your digestive system and your respiratory system. Who cares if you can make a baby right now? You don't weigh enough to make a baby. Right.
0: Yeah. It goes into like that crisis mode. Yeah.
1: This was me eating disorder. Like, not good. Um, And the way to fix this is to not to give you birth control. That's like totally masking something. If you're not having your menstrual cycle, something is wrong and you need to fix the underlying condition, it's not, oh, okay, you're not having a menstrual cycle. Let me give you birth control. Because that's what they tried to do to me, <laughs> like, when I was
0: struggling. What was even the point? Because it's not – Like, to try to regulate it? It's not it, healthy what to what? not have
1: a menstrual cycle. Yeah, because I'm not eating enough.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But when you're on the pill, it's not even a real menstrual cycle. Exactly. Jeez.
1: So, <laughs> there's a balance, right? Um Every woman has a different threshold. Some women can tolerate a lot of exercise and be at a low body fat and have menstrual cycles. Some women cannot. Some women are really prone to experience changes with their cycle with different nutrition plans, different workout plans. So you have to find what works for you, but know that if you start missing your cycle because of exercise, that's not good. It's bad. But on the flip side, so we talked about how exercise can affect your menstrual cycles. It can also help if you're having kind of, irregular. like our bodies get put through extreme stress, right? Like how stressed have you and I been the last month? Right. No, very. Yeah. Yes. So when we're really stressed out like that and then we're adding a bunch of training, it shuts down ovulation and leads to irregular menstrual cycles. Like it's why athletes lose it stuff like that um, but exercise is a super beneficial tool like everyone should be exercising it's just finding that balance and listening again what have we said this whole episode listen to your body Yep. listen to your body mm-hmm.
0: it's got to be in tune but we're not
1: most people are not
0: no We're not. No. And but we do have a document. I wanted to say that earlier about this. We have a PDF Mm -hmm. about the, you know, the menstrual cycle. And it's like a nice chart just to tell you about the different phases and what exercises are beneficial during those phases. So if anybody tuning in would want that document, just send us a message and we'll get that over to you because it's helpful and handy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, this isn't giving you like an exercise plan. And again, it's just It's just guidelines. It's just explaining to you what your menstrual cycle is so that way you know what's going on with your body. You take this information and you apply it to you and your training plan. Like, I know all these things, but some months I feel good and I can push my training and other months I don't feel good. It's just good to know what your body's doing and why maybe you're feeling the way that you're feeling in the gym or, you know, know when it's time to push the heavy weights and, and, and do that type of stuff
0: right nope totally it's very helpful and there isn't enough information out there about it so no
1: no so last week we talked about general exercise principles this week we talked about training during your cycle next week we're going to hit it hard training for period menopause and menopause because that crap changes training changes yes
0: Yes. And also, there is not a lot of information about that either. So you guys are going to want to tune in next week when we talk about that for sure. And in the meantime, if you could leave us a five star rating and a kind review, that would be super helpful. And we hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. See you next week. Bye, ladies.